Bird Girl, and The Man Who Followed the Sun, an Athabascan Indian legend from Alaska, Velma Wallace. Chapter 4, An Obedient Son, continued. Silent resentment burned inside Diago at the thought of not being allowed to explore. He considered leaving the camp to live by himself, but he knew that he was not ready to survive on his own. Perhaps that time would come later. For now, he nodded his head in surrender. Surrender. It did not take long for Diago to conform to the ways of his people. Using the skills that his father had taught him, he hunted porcupines, rabbits, grouse, and ducks. All the people noticed the change in the young man. The other hunters nodded their heads in approval. They felt that they had been right to persuade Chizen Chu to correct his son, for Diago was proving to be a good hunter. Diago saw that the band's attitude toward him had changed. It could be a piece of wood for all they care, he thought angrily. When I do what my heart desires, they reject me and threaten me. The only way they accept me is when I do what they want. One evening, as the men prepared for a caribou hunt the next day, Diago sat at his mother's campfire, looking around the camp. The band would stay there for most of the winter until the caribou moved on. Diago took in the sight, sounds, and smell of this familiar place. The air was filled with the scent of recent rain, which mingled pleasantly with that of the ground, trees, and smoke. Children laughed, and their parents could be heard hushing them in case animals were nearby. Although this way of life was familiar and comfortable, Diago wanted more. He felt certain that if he stayed with the band, never leaving to follow his dreams, his spirit would slowly die. A few feet away, Diago's mother, Sharina, watched him. She remembered Diago as a small, robust boy who always had a look of wonder on his curious face. It had always been a joy to watch him eagerly explore the world around him. Now he seemed sad and preoccupied with his thoughts. Sharina remembered how she had wept when she miscarried the son before Diago. She and her husband had been confident that their youth and strength would protect them from harm. They were stunned by the loss of the child. Afterwards, her and Chiazin Chu had become cautious and more reverent of life. When Diago was born, they had feared they would lose him also, so they had become overprotective and indulged his wishes instead of disciplining him. In that way, they had spoiled him. Now he suffered the consequences, not understanding why they had turned against him when he needed them most. One day, Sharina told herself, he will understand. She called to him, Glakzu, come by earlier. She made a batch of cranberry sauce. Try some. Dagu grunted. He knew what his mother and little squirrel were doing, and he would have none of their matchmaking. Most of Dagu's peers had been matched to girls, but he wanted to escape the responsibility already being forced on him. Marriage would end any possibility of his leaving this band 
to go out into the world on his own. So he finished the food he was eating and said, Not now. I have to rest before the hunt. As he walked away, he heard his mother sigh. Diagu regretted that he would never satisfy his family. His family wanted him to be a hunter, and his mother wanted grandchildren. Everything they wanted depended on him, and his burden made him miserable. Entering his shelter, he stretched out on the bedding and stared out the doorway at the sky, watching the sun slowly go down. In summer, it shined brilliantly high in the sky, but as winter approached, the sun slowly abandoned this country, leaving it cold and dark. Looking ahead, Diagu saw only bleakness coming with the falling snow. He imagined another intense winter struggling to survive with his people. In such times, they kept to themselves, becoming sullen and fearful. Aware that they were frightened, fright, aware that they were fighting for their lives against nature at its worst, everyone did what they were told without question. There was no time for dreams or exploring or even light conversation. How can I keep from going crazy, he asked himself. Diagu didn't want to cause trouble, but the more he thought about spending another winter in this land, the more depressed he became. He decided that tomorrow, after the caribou hunt, he would tell his father that he was going out on his own. The decision would sadden his parents, but he knew that if he went along with their wishes any longer, he would become deeply enmeshed in his life of in the life of the band he would have to abandon his dreams of following the trail of his ancestors to find out whether the legends of the land of the sun were true diagu took out his moose skin map which he always carried with him his finger traced the path to the land of the sun in his imagination he saw a country that stood green and lush where night never turned cold, dark, and empty. The happy people of this land never heard the lonely sound of the hungry wolf crying in the night. Life was easier there, and men did not need to trudge through deep snow in search of moose that could not be found. Such a place had to exist, but the elders told such vivid stories about it. Diagu resolved once more to find that place, Then he closed his eyes to sleep.